0: I am your host, Eli. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Groundbreaking Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast with your network and smash that subscribe button and leave an awesome comment down below. Grant founded Waking Giants in 2011 and this creative agency is growing from strength to strength. Grant talks to me about his massive ambition, the hard times that have shaped his leadership, And how he is keeping one eye on creativity and the other one on entrepreneurship. I know you will love Grant's honesty and passion. Hi Grant, thank you so much for joining me this week.
1: No problem, happy to be here, good to meet
0: you. So I want to start off with some lightning round questions so my audience can get to know you.
1: Sure, no problem.
0: What is your favourite city in the world besides Auckland?
1: Uh, I thought about this and it's got to be New York. New York's absolutely amazing. One of my favourite places in the world.
0: You are a triathlete. What has been your favourite event?
1: Uh, my fa- There's lots, but my favourite was the World Championships in Mexico. Uh, I went there to represent New Zealand in triathlon. It was an amazing place and amazing people.
0: How long was it?
1: The, uh, well, the event was only an hour, so it was pretty tough, but we spent a week there with the team and we spent loads of time with the British team, the Australian team. So there's two and a half thousand athletes there from all around the world. It was pretty cool.
0: What's your favorite day of the week and why?
1: Um, that's an interesting one. I think every day is pretty cool as, as long as you're doing something fun. But I quite, I quite like Mondays because Monday, loads of people hate Mondays, but Mondays are awesome because it's the start of a new week. You know, you never know what's going to happen, So, but I pretty much like any day, we're pretty lucky to have what we have, so just enjoy every day.
0: My favourite day would probably be Friday, because that's the last day of school for a week.
1: Well, you know what, I would enjoy school, because a job is quite challenging two, and school can be pretty good fun. But I can get Friday, my daughter loves finishing on Friday.
0: What's something we could not find about you online?
1: Oh, I was thinking about, this, this is interesting, um, once I got asked to apply to be an officer in the Royal Air Force in England, working on spy planes.
0: That, that would be cool.
1: Yeah, so before I, before I went to university, I was going to go into the military.
0: Awesome, thanks Grant. So what were you like growing up, and what did you enjoy?
1: Oh, growing up, I was a pretty shy kid. I certainly can do what you're doing right now. Um, I loved sport and I loved being outside. I traveled a lot with my parents all over the world, so that was pretty cool, but I was pretty shy. I was a pretty shy kid, to be honest. Even though I did a lot of sport, I liked to be on my own and I'm an only child, so I didn't have brothers and sisters, so I liked my own company a lot.
0: (laughs) Can you tell me about your journey before coming to New Zealand?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I've been in New Zealand uh, about 12, 13 years now. So my wife and I lived in England, and we were out of university we went straight into jobs and we bought our first house so we were living a living a pretty simple life just you know we had property and did our jobs and we didn't have a family we just kind of hung out really but um that's why we decided to come to New Zealand we thought we wanted to explore the world and do something a bit more interesting than just live life day to day you know.
0: Um, like what part of... Um...
1: Ah, um, so we lived about an hour south of Manchester, so in what we would call the Midlands, of, uh, just on the border of Wales.
0: My mum's my mum and dad are from Kent.
1: Ah, so it's a bit further south. My yeah. uncle lives in Kent.
0: It's nice.
1: Yeah, it's a lovely part of the world. Mm. England's lovely.
0: Yeah. Mm. You landed in New Zealand in 2007. Mm. Why did you leave the UK and what was it like coming here?
1: Uh, it's an interesting one. Um, we left the UK just to have a new adventure and I was telling this story the other day. We put all of our stuff in a container and put it on a boat and we bought one-way tickets to New Zealand so we couldn't get home. So we wanted the adventure to be really amazing. Um, we came here because two of our friends um, said they would be been here and they thought we'd love it so we decided just to pack our stuff up and move here. <laughs> And uh, we rented our house out in England and we just came and started an adventure. And we knew one person here, uh, a Kiwi that we knew from another friend in England. And we went and saw him. And our first day here, we played backyard cricket, the proper Kiwi way. And that was 12 years ago.
0: Did you get any balls over the fence?
1: Oh, yeah, I think a few. I'm not so good at cricket, but we played in a car park and uh, oh. it was quite, quite good fun. It was our first Kiwi experience of summer.
0: What made you leave Corporate life and start your own business?
1: It's an interesting one, actually. I'd always work for people, but um, I always had a passion for business. I started my first business when I was seven and, and had several. And as I developed my career, um, I always knew I wanted to do something that, you know, apart from working for someone. And um, I just kind of got to the point where business was really the only thing I wanted to do. I didn't really want to work for someone anymore. So I made that decision uh, when I was about, oh gosh, when I was about 31, so about 30, 31, so about nine years ago.
0: What did you do, when? like what type of business did you do when you were seven?
1: I was thinking about this. I'm not sure if it's actually legal to be honest nowadays, but um, I'll tell you anyway. So my mum and dad used to run a golf club on a military base in the Mediterranean and I used to get really bored hanging out because I was on my own. So what I f- suddenly realised was that a lot of golfers, when they hit their balls in the bushes, they don't bother going to find them. So I decided when I was um, when I was bored, I'd go and find them, clean them, go back to the clubhouse, and sell them back to them for pocket money. <laughs> and um, they loved it so much because they would recognise their own golf balls and realise that it was so cheeky, and then they would buy their own golf balls back off me. So it was quite good fun. It was my very very first business and I used a shoebox that I made into a little retail store and I sold their golf balls back to them.
0: What advice would you give to people when they leave their job and start their own business?
1: (sighs) That's a really tricky question. Um, There's so much to consider. Um, It depends where you're at in your life. So if you have a family or a mortgage or compared to if you're really young and don't have any commitments, it really depends. Um, I guess the biggest piece of advice is make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, create a business that you um, love and care about because it's really difficult. And what I've found over the years and the people we work with, if you do it for the sake of doing it, it can be really difficult. And, you know, often when you start a business, you don't make much money you, and it takes a huge amount of work. And that's not for everyone. You know, not everyone is... Designed to own a business, and I think um, you got to be careful. And I learned some hard lessons. Like we had a new house uh, when I started the business, and within three weeks of starting the business, my my wife was made redundant. Wow! So we went from two salaries to zero in three weeks. That's cool. That's good. And um, so that was pretty tough. So I had to work twice as hard just to pay the bills. Um, so that was a pretty tough lesson, but. Um, yeah, go into business go in, uh, for the right reasons is probably one of my biggest pieces of advice.
0: Can you tell the audience about Waking Giants?
1: Sure. So we're nine years old. Uh, we started as a creative agency doing branding and marketing and stuff, which is my background. But um, I've developed that now. So we specialize in three areas, which are my passions. So leadership is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, it's something I'm deeply passionate about because... Great leaders are really important to business and all aspects of life. I really love strategy, so understanding why you're going where you're going. And then the third piece is brand strategy. So I love creating stories and I love really authentic stories. So we specialize in that space, working with mostly private businesses here in Australia.
0: What was it like when you first started?
1: It was tough. It was real tough. Um, I did that... Classic cheesy. I had a laptop, and that was it. I had no website, I had no business card. I um, I borrowed part a desk in one of my friend's offices, and kind of day one, I didn't have. I didn't know what to do. So um, it was it was it was hard. It was a big reality check going from a job where you get paid every month to not knowing when you're going to get paid. And um, but it was fun. It was liberating because. You're your own boss. You get to make all the decisions, which is pretty cool.
0: How long did it take to get off the ground and up and running?
1: Um, Well, I was lucky. Before I started the business, I'd created a few relationships and sort of got some helpful advice. And I had some good friends that helped me out. Um, So, you know, our first, I think our first week, I managed to um, create about $7,000 worth of business.
0: That's really
1: good. Yeah, and that was enough to kind of get us through the first month. And, and then, you know, once you win a piece of business, then you, you get confident. And so, look, you know, I still feel like it's the first day every day. I'm still learning so much. But, you know, by the end of the first year, we made, um, we made enough to survive, you know. So that was kind of cool. And it's always changing. So, it, you know, it's never, never quite done.
0: How did you get your first customer?
1: I was a member of a business networking group called B&I and we used to meet, I think, every Thursday morning for breakfast and you would go in there and you'd share stories about your business and your skills and stuff. And I think I got someone through there who wanted to work with me.
0: What do you love about storytelling and creativity?
1: I love it because you can... Um, it can help move people emotionally. So, you can actually help people connect with. So, music is a type of storytelling, movies are a type of storytelling. I think it, you know, storytelling helps you find another place. So, if, you know, if you've got a negative story that, you know, that's not great, but if you can help someone turn that into a positive story, um, that feels better. People can move forward. And in business, storytelling and, and, um, Authentic storytelling is so important and especially nowadays because if you can tell a great story people can learn about you Whether yeah. it be business or you as a person like this is great storytelling now because we're both learning about each other mm-hmm. And um, I think people are inherently interesting. We all come from different Parts of the world and different backgrounds. So I first find that fascinating to be honest
0: How do you make sure you are solving the right problems for the right customers?
1: This is a great question the reason being is most of the time, I don't think people are actually solving the right problems. Most people don't understand what problem they're trying to solve, so they actually fix the wrong thing, and um, and that's because they don't actually ask enough questions. So I'm uh, like, I'm obsessive about asking hundreds and hundreds of questions, which I'm sure you're probably getting really good at, yes. um, based on the email you sent me, because the more you ask and the more you listen, the more you learn. And often, what I find with people, they assume that they, they, you know, they, a particular type of marketing might solve the problem, but actually, their problem might be sales or it might be leadership. And um, what I'm particularly passionate about is asking those questions to understand what the actual problem is. Then you can learn how to solve it. Most people try and solve something that they don't understand, and that's an area that we work in a lot. And that's particularly passionate to me because. You find out the most amazing things and you can really help people doing it that way
0: how can you get storytelling working harder for you could you share two or three things entrepreneurs could action today
1: it's it's an overused word but authentic stories are really important Um, a friend of mine in the uh, who's a political commentator recently said just create opinion Um, speak from the heart Don't try and manipulate people. People really like to hear real stories. Um, And don't be afraid to tell your story. I've certainly taken a long time to be confident enough to tell mine. And um, be brave. Like, be brave to tell Mm -hmm. stories. Uh, I think that's really, really important. So, and look, there's so many different mediums nowadays. I'm really loving LinkedIn. Um, I think LinkedIn's incredible because I love talking about leadership and business. But equally... You've got to find a platform that works for you. Not all platforms are going to work. Like I love podcasts. I love doing podcasting because I don't particularly like to be on camera. So it depends on what you want to do. But don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Find what works for you Yeah. and do that. Really a- and yeah. do it as much as you can and just add value. It's a cliche. But if you can add value, people want to hear more and then they'll listen to you and they'll follow you and then you can create connection. It's pretty straightforward, actually. It's like what you're doing. Just find people, ask them questions. It's interesting, get it online. The rest will kind of work itself out, but you gotta do it regularly, you know, consistently, because there's a lot of noise out there.
0: How do you spot new opportunities and know when to go into a good idea?
1: Oh, this is a tough one. I've I've had plenty of bad ideas that I've committed to. I guess it's not about, um, a friend once said to me, it's um, say no to grow. So it's what you say no to is just as important what you say yes to. So we've got presented ideas all the time. Um, I've looked at buying two other businesses this year. But when we looked at them, we thought they were quite good ideas. But when we did a bit more um, looking into them, they just didn't quite fit. So, you know, the problem we have often is we have an idea and we wait too long to do something about it. But then also if you rush an idea, you know, it might not succeed. So I'm just curious. I, you know, I Google a lot. I'm, I read a lot. I'm very curious. The one thing I would always say though is there's generally no new ideas. There's just new ways of doing things. Um, and I find that entrepreneurs often spend so much time trying to find something unique. Whereas actually, if you look at anything that's ever successful, it's solving something simple you know uber solved something simple um my food bag solved something simple and everyone spends all their time looking for something so groundbreaking that they never end up doing anything all of the all of the work that we do is really simple it's just the way we do it that's different so yeah find an idea be open-minded read 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 most of my ideas i get from reading or when i go running or meeting interesting people once again real simple
0: People are so important to the su- success of business. Hmm. What is your best leadership advice?
1: Leadership, uh, this is an interesting one. Um, leadership is about serving the people in your team. Um, and there's different attributes of that. It's, it's um, realizing you're not supposed to be a hero. You're supposed to help them. So good leaders help others. Um, they understand others and they don't, they don't put themselves before their team. A good leader is supposed to be understanding of the whole situation and be able to identify areas that they can change, evolve and support. So listening and um, awareness are the, pretty much the two essentials for great leadership in any organization. Um, because if you listen, you learn. If you're talking, you're not listening. That's why we've got two ears and one mouth.
0: Can you tell me a story about your best day as an entrepreneur?
1: Oh Gosh, I thought about this. There's two, if that's all right. I'll share one for me and one for a client. So I've been working with a client for three years and recently, and and he he was going through some pretty tough stuff. And recently he sold his business. And, you know, I really got a huge amount of satisfaction out of that because it took three years of really hard work. And we achieved that goal. And it was, you know, his business was bought by one of the biggest firms in the world. They're about as big as Apple. So that was great because that was his success, which I really love. For me, it was being invited to talk at um, Deloitte, which is one of the biggest professional consulting firms in the world in Wellington around leadership. So um, that was a pretty mm. special day it's for big. me. Yeah, I was and I was terrified. So it was a really, really big, big experience, which I absolutely loved.
0: We all go through hard times. What did you learn from your journey and how can entrepreneurs prep for those times?
1: I think in business, there are always hard times. You know, yesterday I had a you know, a really tough day, several hours of meetings, all sorts going on. I think resilience is critical for success. So many people give up so early when things get hard. I think being in, um, what you should do when it's tough is just accept that business is tough, life is tough. And just to stay the course to, if you've got a really good vision, keep focused. And keep working towards it and if you can't do something big do something small but whatever you do just keep moving forward Mm -hmm. people give up when things get hard Um, the all blacks don't give up when it's hard you know they understand why things don't work they learn and they come back another day Um, it's exactly the same in business 90% of business is trying to work out how to move forward 10% is the glory if you're lucky (laughs)
0: How has your approach to business changed over the years?
1: It's changed a lot. Uh, About four years ago, I changed my business. I didn't really lead. We just did stuff. We made money. Um, And I realized that didn't really work. And the people in my team, they had skills. They weren't part of a vision. So I've really changed from being a business owner to be a leader Um, to try and do something bigger than myself. I um, do things based on my values now um, and our vision. So the people we hire are based on our values, the business we do around our ethics and values. And actually I care about what we do. It's not just about the money. You know, we do well, we make money, but I care about the way we do business now. And that's been a big transformation because it makes the harder times easier to manage because you care if it's just about money then yeah, that's, I find that, in my experience, a lot more difficult. But I really care about what I do, and that makes it easy to do.
0: What do you expect to be the biggest change in your industry over the next few years?
1: I think leadership and the stuff we do, strategy, is going to become more important. I think at the moment there is a real lack of understanding of the importance of purpose and leadership and building better companies. It's really, really easy to start a business now. It's easier than ever before. I mean, um, in New Zealand, you could probably start a business in under 20 minutes with about 150 bucks, but um, competition is growing. The internet's changing everything. Um, everyone can be successful now. Absolutely. I mean, you've got a phone in front of you. You can run a multi-million dollar business from a phone now, literally. And, you know, kids of your age and your generation will be doing that. But what it does is it means that human connection will become more challenging because the amount of technology. So face-to-face human connection will become more important. And that's an area that I'm particularly passionate about. So the relationship between technology and human interaction will be critical, in my opinion.
0: What advice would you give to young entrepreneurs to help them succeed?
1: Kind of do what you're doing, you know, ask. Do what I did when it came to, you know, collecting golf balls. Go out, find something you care about, see an opportunity. You know, I think back and I did that then, but we didn't have the internet. When I was seven, there was there was no internet, if you can imagine that. So I would literally sit and wait for people to come in and sell them my golf balls. And Whereas now, um, as a young person... You can pretty much reach any customer anywhere in the world. Um, the only thing I would say is, you know, um, enjoy being young. Enjoy being a kid. There's plenty of time to do business. It's, it's important to, because business can be consuming. So, you know, you don't want to blink and miss your childhood because you're making money. You know, money can always be made. So, yeah, do it. Ask for help. Do what you're doing. Ask other people for help. Um, do something simple. But, yeah, business is not everything. You know, it's part of life. It isn't life.
0: Reflecting on your journey to date, what has surprised you the most?
1: How hard it is. How hard it is, especially with a family, you know. Um, there are moments when we haven't had money to pay bills and put food on the table. And as a dad and as a business owner, that's pretty hard. Um, I, yeah, I love what I do and I wouldn't do anything else. But I'm surprised at how difficult it can be as in business. And I think, unfortunately, there's, um, there's too many people online showing how easy it is. But the reality is it's difficult. And, it, and so that's my biggest learning. But also my biggest learning is how passionate I am about it as well. I wouldn't want to do anything else. I don't think I could do anything else.
0: <laughs> Who inspires you?
1: Lots of different people. My wife does. Um, she works in our business and she's a mum and she helps our school out she helps me go quicker but um, kind of all the different people I meet along the way I'm lucky we work with lots of people so you meet loads of cool people all the way you inspire me because you know you're young and you're doing this I wish I had, had I was that brave when I was young um, but my favorite person at the moment is Brown. She's a global leadership um, expert and she is phenomenal. She is really, I went to see her in Sydney with 4,000 other people. And she, I've connected with the way she looks at the world and changing leadership. And she works with incredible people. So she's probably my number one hero at the moment.
0: If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself?
1: Be braver, be more confident, believe in yourself. Something entrepreneurs suffer horribly is self doubt. Um, they don't believe in what they're capable of, and I wish I had that from day one. But you know, that grows, that comes.
0: Final question from me. What is one question you really wish entrepreneurs ask?
1: Why am I really doing this? Because statistically, most people don't, are not in business for money. They're in for another reason. Yeah, why are you really in business? Because not enough people ask that question.
0: It's been fun chatting with you, Grant. Thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure, and good luck with your journey.
0: Thanks for joining us this week. If you enjoyed this interview, please leave me a comment down below and be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your network. As always, stay awesome and share the love.